Ni hao, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Silk Road Podcast Season Three. This is the second episode, and you better be excited for this one because we've got quite the episode here today. I'm. Oh oh, dan dan nang ayo Owen. I think you're forgetting <laughs> a very important detail about the podcast. Ay onga, of course. Don't forget, guys. This podcast was made in partnership with Chinoy TV, and of course, special thanks to Nihongo Dantai. Going back, I am Owen, your very shy and poggy host for this season of the Silk Road Podcast. Hi, I'm Frances, and I will be joining Ahia Owen as your junior co-host. Woo! Today we will have our guests Waki and Atiris, who will be joining us on this episode. Hello, everyone. So, kamusta naman Daniel, Reese, and Waki? Uh, if I can go first, daming homework. Uh. I I want to cry, especially trigonometry. Hirap buhay. Sana kaya mo pa. And that is exactly why I didn't choose STEM. But yesterday was a very boring day. Yeah. Pa pa naman boring. <laughs> I swear, I was like half asleep in EATP. Because. <laughs> mm, <laughs> Okay, all right. Now that we have all introduced ourselves, I have a super big question to ask you guys. Have you guys ever watched Turning Red? Actually, yeah, I have. Yeah, What about too. you, Reese? <laughs> yes, me too. I watched it recently. Ah, uh, that's very nice because the Turning Red is today's topic for our podcast, and it is also related to our mandatory joke of the day. So here's the joke. Hey guys, you know what would be a great dessert to eat while watching the movie? Sige nga ano nga? Buko pandan. <laughs> Are you always, did you die of embarrassment from that joke? Grabe <laughs> Owen, mas maganda pa yung joke ni Francis kaysa sa joke mo. Ay wow, ouch, ang sakit na <laughs> joke. So yes, our topic for today is Pixar's Turning Red. Kidding aside, from those who haven't watched the Turning Red movie, Turning Red is a movie by Pixar that was released in early 2020. The story is about the life of Maylee, a 13-year-old girl who is balancing her life as a confident adolescent with her friends and a responsible daughter for her protective mother. Mainly, and the curse that her family inherited—that is, the Red Panda transformation. So, tanong natin sa mga guests natin. Ano ang favorite? Sino ang favorite character nila from the movie? Ako, um, for me, I think it has to be ano si May, because like her energy is super relatable, and like I can vibe with it. And then ano yung mom niya na si Ming, because like her strictness. And uh, also reminds me of my mom a little bit. So, eh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So like every time when I see just main get getting like scolding me, I'm like, okay, me PTSD moment. Okay, okay. I feel it. I feel it. PTSD talaga. Yes, Very similar the yeah. answer naman ni Waki, because I think yung pinaka favorite ko don is also May, but the red panda version of herself, because. Um, just like yung sabi kanina, I really see myself as me kasi I'm also trying to push myself to the limits. 
at the same time, I also see myself as the red panda because he presents, the red panda presents itself as someone that's very strong but yet very vulnerable inside. So, medyo nakaka-relate ako doon. Let's ask now, Reese. What's your favorite, oh, who's your favorite character, Reese? For me, I really like Abby. I don't know. She's very much of a cluster cup of a mess, and I don't know. There's something about her that's so endearing, and I think she's very random at times, and I really like that. Yes. Oh, alright. So for me, naman, it's Priya because she's like so cool. That was I don't know. Yung ano like she's always unfazed about everything. Like unaffected, no reaction. Tapos during the dodgeball na scene, ang cool ng pag dodge, pag dodge niya sa balls. Parang baliwala lang, you know. But then anerin, the yung uh, I kind of get yung uh, yung sabi ni Frances na the red panda version of May because she sees herself in him. Eh, she sees herself in the red panda version. I also see myself in the red panda version, but because the hell cute yung red panda and the hell cute pa. <laughs> wow. Ayan. So going back to topic, there were a lot of Filipino culture references that were found in the movie. One is the one is when they were eating together as a family. In the movie, we can see May and her parents eating dinner, breakfast, and meals together as a way to bond. Like most Chinese families, we can also observe the closeness of their family when they were making dumplings from scratch as a way of bonding. So let's ask the guests: How does your family bond usually? <laughs> ano for me, my family usually bonds like kind of the same yung kay Mina, ano, eating together as a family. Because my my dad grew up na ano with like because uh, yung lolo ko is a like super busy doctor. So like uh, he would always come home around like 10 or 11. So my dad like parang he realized na parang family is like a very important thing especially with the simple things like eating dinner together. So parang every time when I get like or eat eat dinner first or early parang <laughs> nagagalit siya sa akin. Not only that uh, I feel like ano like watching movies with them especially yung sa Netflix or yo yung sa Disney Plus like watching mga movies parang so that you can like talk about like the characters and stuff parang tano ah uh, super gets ko yung ah uh, yung eating with family kasi family current is we always eat together and then we always wait for each other then before we start eating so ka kahit gaano kalit yung ah uh, family member lage like hinintay rin namin for them to arrive home so that we can eat together so bye yeah there's even a saying called A family that eats together stays together. Ah, yeah, yun. <laughs> so what about you, Reese? What's uh, how does your family bond? For me, I think I relate to how Waki's family bonds because we also like to eat together and we also like to watch a lot of movies and series together. And sometimes, pag inuunahan ko yung mom ko, manood ng like movie or like isang series na gusto niya lang panoorin. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> Call me I like, up. Yeah. I like to remember that one time. I know. I was. I know. It, it was my birthday, and then like my parents weren't home, so uh, like I ate some of the food first, and then 
nalaman yung dad ko like oh my god I I I have never seen my dad so mad at me hala <laughs> especially yung sa birthday ko yung sa special day ko oh my god it was so scary but parang nag-gets n- n- ko kung bakit I was just being too greedy of myself at times you know so what about you naman Francis how does your family bond yan very simple lang yung mga bondings namin sa family namin usually pag kumakain, dun kami nagkakintuhan. And parang at the end of the day, lalo na pag sa dinner, dun kami nagbo-bonding talaga. Like, we talk about how the day went, what what are the memorable things that happened that day. So yun, dun sa small things lang na kumakain kami together and nag, nag-uusap to each other. Um, dun na kami nag, nag-perform ng strong relationship. Uh, that's very nice. <laughs> Okay, so going back, uh, May's family own a, May's family owns a temple in which May helps as, a, as an assistant. So this is similar to the Fukien term Kotiam, where the children of the family would help the family business by uh, working there even if they are still very young. So do you guys have any experiences with Kotiam? Actually, meron pero kasi my mom owns a, like an investment company. So parang there are times where like I help her on like you know summer days and like you know assist with the, like the simple things like you know dropping her off, you know helping her. And then parang yeah, it's 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 simple but you know I feel like uh, at the end of the day I'm making her life you know slightly easier. So ah, yes, of course. Tama. Got to show my appreciation to my mother. Yes, and for me, naman, I wouldn't say I have the most Kotiam experiences. Like I definitely know a lot more people who um, help the family business a lot more than I did. But there was a time back in junior high or elementary when my parents would force me to go to. I don't know if you guys know the Tuban, because um, nandun yung store namin and. Ako palagi yung cashier or like yung taga-bag ng like <laughs> stuff. Oh, yung... cool. <laughs> I know, it was so cool. Yes, pero that is my Kotiam experiences. Ah. Even Or... I have some Kotiam experiences too kasi my dad would usually bring me to our family's business every summer. So, the customers would even compliment him about training me at a young age daw and forming me to be a business-minded person. Kaya ABM. But I think it's natural for Chinese to be business-minded and their way of showing that to their children is by forming it, by building them to be business-minded people at a young age. Ah, yes. Ganyan din ako. Nung, when I was young then I was also major forced to go to help sa family business. And then all I did was mga ano, like I did ma cleric work. And then meron din pag nagrumaronda yung dad ko. Like I also go with him. And then I learn about yung trade, like how how things work. And I think it's a really good experience talaga, cause it parang nagexpand yung knowledge ko about a lot of things. Ayan. So wow, wow. Y- you guys are like reforced. I did by my own accord. Wow. <laughs> I did because I was interested. 
Ang good, ang good uh, child mo naman. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Very good child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was pasaway before. Before lang. Na naman, kasi joke lang, joke lang. <laughs> so going back to the story, the honoring of the ancestors were also seen, and this is also a big part of Chinese culture. So this was also seen in the in other movies like Mulan, and uh, this is all this is still practiced even until this day. Usually on All Souls Day, when we go to where our dead relatives are buried, and then we also honor them by you know pai pai if you know if you guys know that and then you know, we also offer food and other goods and so yes besides honoring in the way of worship parents are usually proud when we honor our ancestors by having big achievements and accomplishments and speaking of parents it is also very visible in the movie young chinese parents ni may may's parents are the typical chinese Parents who are obsessed with their children's grades as they believe high grades lead to high paying jobs. So sometimes our parents think of it as if you should if you are a straight A student, parang may marating ka sa buhay. This leads them to being obsessed with shaping their ch- children's future to the point that sometimes they get pressured. Now, most Chinese parents are also strict and tend to be overprotective of their children like seen in the movie where Mei's mom, Ming, is always watching over her and never letting her out of her sight. Ming is also very attentive of her daughter and is always preparing with whatever her daughter needs. Kasi, um, ang term sa Filipino nun is unikaiha. Unikaiha kasi si Mei, kaya very protective yung parents niya sa kanya. They always watch out for her. May's parents are also terrified of May liking a boy as they fear May would distance herself from them. This was seen in the scene where she kinda had a crush on the convenience store guy and the parents really didn't like it when she showed affection to the guy because they want what's best for their daughter. So. Um, so guests natin, do you have any experiences about strict parents or are they are your parents strict? I mean, mm, yung sa parents ko, like they're usually pretty progressive naman. Pero like uh din naman like like like, like medyo strict na ito kasi uh for me kasi there's one experience or like my parents told me kasi yung sa dad side ko uh for three gen- no for two generations straight, yung lolo yung dad at my titas ko they studied in like UP so they they want me the first child of the new generation to study sa UP din and like parang i don't really want to study in UP kasi yung plano ko mag like comp engineering sa Ateneo or Compsai parang ganun or like Lasal really depends so yeah i hope that uh, i have the courage to talk about this with my parents one day Oh, good luck, good luck sa iyo. Thank you, thank you. And your dreams, pursue mo yan. Please, yeah. please. I just want a good job. <laughs> How about you, Atsiris? Uh, yes, my def- my parents are definitely strict, especially since on my, in my dad, on my dad's side, ako lang yung babae na grandchild. So, you know, my parents, my grandparents, they're a little more Um, protective of me than they are to like my ahia. Um, 
and yung you know um like basically my whole life parang nagresa <laughs> sabi na parang oh you can't go out with like your friends today or like ganon if lahat ng kasama na adult you know while while all my other friends are like going out and you know doing stuff like freely and everything and I always felt trapped because of that but you know as I get older I realize that it's really it's really just like an act of affection and that they care for me because you know they wouldn't say that if they didn't want me to be safe or if they didn't think that there were some evils out there that was going to harm me and I guess I grew to appreciate it but honestly when it comes to like the traditional stuff like um grades or um like like boys and stuff like that I don't think my parents were that too were I don't think my parents were too strict about that in the sense that they kind of understood where I was coming from like if I don't get the best of grades you know of course they get a little disappointed but at the end of the at the end of the day they always tell me that it's all about the effort and not about the grade and I really appreciate them for that as well so I'd say my parents are pretty strict but in some ways they are um they are very forgiving and very understanding wow that's good to hear naman Okay, so the plot of the movie really circled around growing up with a Chinese family. So Mei is like the typical Chinese kid who's feeling the pressure to impress her parents and abide to everything that they say. So, um, as seen in some parts of the movie, she would say no to her friends asking for her company since she wants validation from her parents and that's how it makes her feel good if her parents think of her as the perfect child. Mei is very studious, responsible, and a straight-A student, which obviously is a Chinese parent's dream. Yeah, yeah, she's kind of the typical perfect daughter. Um, so that put a lot of pressure on her. Mei also has a entrepreneurial spirit, which she where she was able to raise funds for their concert tickets. It was probably something that she got from her parents. So when she wanted to go to the ticket of Fort Town, uh, to the concert of Fort Town, um, they really didn't have the money to pay for the tickets. So her entrepreneurial spirit kicked in and with that, she raised her own money for the, for the tickets, which is really good. So sa guests natin, what kind of child is your parents' dream? Ako, para sa akin, like, since, like, in my dad's side, they're not really, like, more on, on the progressive Chinese family. Like, parang, they mostly care na, no, basta, you, you have a job that contributes to society and, you know, makes, makes the world, you know, a much safer and easier place for the incoming generations. We will be supportive. Same with my mom. And yeah, and, and, and I'm very thankful that they're like this to me. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I guess for me, this is where the traditional side of my parents kick in. They really um, encourage me to either go for a doctor or um, entrepreneur business and stuff like that. And I think it comes from the fact that, you know, in their families, uh, um, that's the job of our relatives like my uncles my aunties they're all like entrepreneurs i i have like a doctor uncle and everything so you know i understand where they're coming from but yes like that's that's 
what they wish for. I think that would that I think those two jobs is what would make them most happy. I can actually relate to that because parents Korean like wants us to have like really uh, high paying jobs and and they also want us to be like super skilled as uh as as working people in the future. Kaya, the, the, kaya, well, well, kaya, kaya in our upbringing, they actually they train us to really work hard and then to you know to pursue high high goals. Kaya. So now let's move on to our next topic, which are the moral lessons of turning red. So the first moral lesson is that it's normal to feel strong feelings or emotions. So in the movie, strong emotions like excitement, anger, sadness release the red panda within May. So the solution is to show or feel emotion. The problem is bottling these is very unhealthy for your mental and physical health. So it is really important to release these like from time to time in a healthy way. So when you do it, try to do it in the safest way possible like doing hobbies or talking to a loved one about it. So Yes, I believe that it's really important to release strong emotions like uh, anger or sadness from time to time, right from time to time now. And before then, I had experience na ni bottle up ko sila, but then they they keep growing and keep going back. So, yes, from there I learned na we should really uh, release them from time to time. It's really important. Yes. I think that everyone has their different ways of coping with their feelings or emotions. But I think we should be more understanding with each other since iba-iba yung ways natin ng pag-cope. Some other people cry about it. Some people talk to their friends about it. Some people just moves on. So I think we should be kind to everyone since we don't know if they are going through something or not. So, for the second lesson that we learned from the movie, it is being the perfect person for everyone is hard. I think being perfect though is not possible. It's just being close to perfect, it's really hard. Trying to appease everyone who you meet and will meet in the future is hard since everyone has a different definition of perfection in a person and that we as humans commit mistakes due to our nature. So, all of us also have flaws and insecurities, which is why it's not possible for a person to be perfect. Instead, we should reflect, accept our mistakes, and keep pushing forward instead of regretting our shortcomings. So, I think before we push ourselves down, we should focus more on the positive things than the negative things. But we should also take time to improve the negative things about ourselves. Yes, being perfect is really hard. Like, uh, based on experience before, I used to really want everything that I do to be perfect to the point that I would overthink if I have a mistake and to the point that uh, after a long time, I would still remember that specific mistake from this long time ago. But then now I learned that it's major waste of time to keep on dwelling in the past. So as long as we learn the, as long as we learn our lesson and that we uh, can improve ourselves, 
dwelling in the past isn't really that much. Uh, isn't really a good thing, na. So we should just focus on being better for the future. Parang ganon. I agree. I agree. Mistakes, e- e- even though like mistakes can really be you know traumatizing or like hurt or like can like you know hurt all of us. Those mistakes make us better people, and instead of regretting it, we should take that as as a learning opportunity to make us e- even better people for the people that we love. I agree. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like the mistakes we've made before are what shapes us into, are what shape us into what we are today. And honestly, if I hadn't done so many big or small mistakes. In the past, I don't think I would be the same person right now, and I think that goes for everyone, because you know, yeah, it's a little embarrassing, you know, when you're laying down, when you're laying in bed, thinking about it late at night, and you ask yourself, "What am I doing?" Yeah, um, it's regretful. It can be embarrassing, but I feel like we all need to realize that even though we don't really like how we feel about the mistakes that we made. It's not something that we can change, and even if we did change it, we wouldn't be the same. Yeah, tama. Mistakes really, ano, like they're a stepping stone to become a better version of yourself. Wow, what an episode this has been! So, from our favorite characters to Philchair presentation to the very valuable moral lessons from from the Pixar movie Turning Red, this has certainly been a jam-packed episode here on the Silk Road Podcast. And with that, I think it's time for us to wrap up this episode. Before we end, though, once again, this episode was made in partnership with Chinoy TV, and special thanks to Nihonga Dantai. All right. With that being said, thank you, Zilki, for listening to the second episode of the Silk Road Podcast. If this is your first time listening, we highly recommend you watch the previous episode as well as the previous seasons for more full track content from us. And always stay tuned for our next episodes. Bye. See you guys next time. We hope you stay on the right road. The Silk Road. Bye-bye. Bye everyone. <laughs>